0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Matthew Brunner to help you find out how to be
1: financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Matthew Brunner, from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass, in Westport, Connecticut, and my co-host, Tony Shore. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, we will be addressing ways to deal with an unstable market, how to effectively handle it. Market volatility isn't going away. It's always been here and probably always will. So it's really important to prepare for the market's ups and downs. Stay disciplined in your investment decisions to help you deal with any market volatility you may face. So Tony, how's it going?
0: It's going good. Glad to be here. Love doing the show. Thanks for having me on. And Matt, market volatility, we're starting to see a little movement in the market. It's been, you know, after hitting those record highs, you know, what goes up must come down, right?
1: Yeah. And, you know, the C takes everything with it. Everything comes up and everything comes down and, you know, but it's a cycle and it's nothing we haven't seen before. So I think this is a really good topic for a lot of people. The market's been very scary recently. For some people, it's just doing what it's always done. I think it's, it'll be at least of a little comfort to know that people aren't alone. It's yeah. that, that when they feel scared about what's going on in the market. But as I said before, this isn't the first time these things happen. In fact, market experts actually have a measure for how scary the market might seem. They call it the fear gauge, and it actually <laughs> measures expected market volatility.
0: The fear gauge. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Uh, you, now you're just trying to scare us.
1: Man.
0: <laughs> the fear gauge. Well, I know people get emotional about the market and uh, get concerned about their, you know, investments uh, mostly that they're going to use for retirement. So maybe you should explain to us what you, what the fear gauge is.
1: Sure. The, the fear gauge is actually a market index called the volatility index or, or VIX. It's actually a tradable option on the Chicago Board of Trade, and it's based on how much the S&P 500 is expected to fluctuate over the next 12 months. So the more traders expect the market to fluctuate, the higher the price of the VIX will climb.
0: Interesting. So I did not know that the volatility index, I've heard of that. I never heard it called the fear gauge, but I suppose that name is appropriate. Uh, do you have people that come to you with assets in the market uh, that are affected by this, that, that are affected by the fear gauge?
1: Well, uh, most people that I meet with do have X amount of assets in the market, depending on what they've done prior, who they've worked with prior, or if they haven't worked with people prior. And a lot of people, depending on where they're positioned, may have different reactions to the market themselves so people are subject to its ups and downs which makes the vix the vix the fear gauge however you want to whatever you're used to hearing it called (laughs) along with other economic indicators something people do keep a close eye on i personally for one tend to not but i'm a little bit of a contrarian when it comes to these things um i believe that uh the more people are likely to do something often the less right it often is (laughs) um so I we we listen people get into the market for different reasons sometimes it's because they're saving for retirement and needed the growth to endure the market swings and corrections and other times they're in the market because it's what they had always done sometimes they're in the market just because somebody told them they should be but again that's why we do things slightly differently we like to do everything from a planning perspective and then you understand why you're in the market and what effect it can have on you.
0: Sure. And I think you make a great point there, but how do you help people deal with this? How do you help people deal with the fear gauge and the volatility?
1: Well, again, like I just said, we start with planning first. We do a comprehensive financial plan. So you, in going through that process, we're going to uncover where your assets are, what, what accounts they are held in. And what effect volatility is going to have on your assets day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. And over the course of your earning years and your retirement years, volatility, it's there. It's always been there. I have a bumper sticker. It says, I heart volatility. Uh, and I do. <laughs> and there's a reason for that in my own personal <laughs> investment philosophy. Do you uh, really
0: have a sticker that says, Yeah, I, heart I absolutely volatility.
1: do. I have a I, I got it from a gentleman called Nick Murray, and uh, it, it's a it's an it really describes how I feel about the market, and I, I can I can sum it up relatively quickly. Generally, the more volatile something is, the greater there is a chance of return on it, and that's kind of my personal investment philosophy. Uh, sure. And so, you know, the less volatile something is, the safest investments don't offer the highest chances of return. And so volatility is the price you pay for growth in a way. And so one thing that we do is in going through this plan, we look at this, we look at the effects of volatility. We do so much testing on people's portfolios to see what effects 500 different randomized trials of volatility are going to have on every single one of their holdings. So we really specialize in helping people, not just one understand what volatility is but helping their plan survive volatility so that's one of the first places we start with all the clients that work with us we start with that plan so you get a really good understanding of what that volatility means i, I wish you could say you'll never have to worry about it but it's a base human emotion to worry about things when they're in flux like that so one thing people have to get over is feeling scared i'm not asking to to not be scared. Just accept it. It's a totally human emotion. But then remember, we've got a plan in place. And if you have that plan in place and it's designed to get you through those periods of volatility, you can relax a little bit. You can step back and know that your plan should survive.
0: Right. And I know that you have tools that you use to help people make sure they have the right balance between those riskier assets and those so-called Uh, safer or less risk assets, right?
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of things we do to start off with so we can help people get these things in place, understand where their existing assets are, and have an understanding of why maybe they've performed the way they have or not performed the way they thought they might. Uh, One of the tools we use is this concept called the color of money people if you listen to this show regularly you've probably heard me talk about this i know you've heard me talk about this before tony oh yeah and the color of money concept i think but if you haven't this is a great way to help you understand what these what these different assets are and how they react to volatility we use three different colors and depending on where your assets are they'll fall into one of these buckets for lack of a better term red yellow and green look at it as a you know, traffic light or three buckets with different colors in them. Red money, these are investments with return that's not guaranteed. They care, carry varying levels of risk. There is opportunity for growth with red money, but you need to make sure you're prepared to proceed with caution. An example of red money is stock, and then you have yellow money. These assets may be safer, but they still need to be examined with caution. The growth potential may be less than the red, but there's also... Uh, the, as a managed factor uh, on, the, on the risk of it. And examples of yellow money would be real estate, variable annuities, mutual funds, bonds, and even some stocks still. And then you have green money. Now, this is assets that are designed to have principal t- protection and provide safety. Like I said before, though, your growth potential is less than if you had red or yellow money. But you can also move through retirement, depending on how you feel about these things, comfortably knowing your assets are potentially more safe and available to provide that income stream you need in retirement years. Some of the examples of green money would be government bonds, CDs, savings, money market accounts, cash. Now, I say you can move through retirement comfortably. There is sometimes a risk of green money. Its big risk is inflation risk. And if your green money isn't out, isn't outpacing inflation, what you can buy for a dollar today isn't going to get you the same amount in another five or 10 or 20 or 30 years. And retirements last a lot longer than they used to. So understanding your personal unique circumstances, your special situation will help you understand where your assets need to be and in what sort of mix in the, in those different colors they should be.
0: Well, and that's very helpful. And yeah, you have talked about that, but that's really important because pretty much everything comes down to how your assets are allocated, especially once you approach retirement or enter into retirement. Now, our time is up for this first segment of the show. Is there anything you'd like to share, Matt, before we take a quick break here?
1: Sure. If you'd like to understand what your assets look like, the allocation of them, call the office, visit the website. You can call the office at 800. 800- or 203-454-5970 or you can visit the website at www.compass-ltd.com and we'll run a personalized color of money report and then we can sit down no cost no obligation initial consultation and we will Look through what that report has and the steps you need to take to get your plan in place so that you can not just understand where your assets are, but have them positioned so that you have the greatest chance of success for them to grow and last through your entire retirement.
0: That's great. And we'll be right back with more from our host, Matt Brunner of Comprehensive Planning Associates here on Financially Tuned. The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Comprehensive Planning Associates, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It is not simply a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please call our office today at
1: 1-800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Matthew Brunner from Compass in Westport, Connecticut, and our co-host, Tony Shore. The title of this show is Dealing with an Unstable Market. In the last segment, we covered the fear gauge, which means, or I'm sorry, which measures expected market volatility, and the color of money, which is used to help people allocate their assets, which are broken down into three groups, red, yellow, and green. Red may be exposed to more risk and fluctuate with the market. Yellow usually has a cohesive strategy behind it that is implemented by a professional, and green is typically more safe and dependable.
0: Yeah. It's been a great discussion. You've thrown a lot of information out uh, at us today already and given us some great tips and insight into this whole process of dealing with an unstable market. And you said the title of the show today is Dealing with an Unstable Market. Uh, Now, I know it was a toss-up for you. Uh, Maybe next week's show will be titled Dealing with an Unstable (laughs) Co-Host. I know you were tempted to to talk about that today but uh, we'll save that for a later. Well, that's show, right? my
1: own specific unique circumstance.
0: Yeah, that's true. That wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that applies to you and you only. Um, well, what should we do to help prepare for a volatile market? Are there things we can do to prepare for
1: that? Well, I I feel number 1, have that investment strategy that's dictated by your plan. A, an investment strategy is defined as a set of rules, behaviors, procedures, The guide an investor to select the appropriate investment portfolio that best fits their specific situation. No two investors are alike. You do this long enough, you can see people who have millions of dollars fail in retirement, or people who have less than a million dollars succeed in retirement. It's really important to understand your needs and goals for retirement, have an investment portfolio tailored to your objectives your risk tolerance your time horizon it's good to make sure your portfolio is individually focused some people are thrown in arbitrary categories depending on who they work with they don't receive the portfolio that they should have to meet their goals not a compass but that, that happens and with any investment strategy always keep in mind that you can get drawn in emotionally to your investments. While you can't control the ups and downs of the market, you can control how you react to it. And I've this. There's a great quote that always bounces around in my head when I'm talking about this concept, and it's that the dominant determinant of investor success is not the per- investment performance, but the investor behavior. How you react to the market can be way much more dangerous to your overall financial success than what the market's actually doing. Having the foreknowledge to be ready for a volatile market with a tailored investment strategy can help with making sure you make the right decisions for your future.
0: Well, yeah, so how can this color of money concept you talked about help us create an investment strategy
1: then? Well, we talked earlier, that it helps you organize your assets in the market. Most people spend the majority of their working years trying to build the retirement nest egg. They just, they most people, I don't think most people think of it as an egg. I think most people think of it as this big pile of money that they're going to go and grab from when, when retirement comes. Well, a lot of people focus on how to grow that pile of money or, or grow that nest in that egg. A lot of the times they don't think about where their assets should be invested, except that they they know they want them to make the most money possible. <laughs> that I think everybody has. The, I want my money to make the most money possible. But we have all these different attitudes about money, about risk, about volatility, about our future. So accumulating a retirement nest egg is most certainly important. And I feel in some cases, it may j- be just as important to have your money and assets that represent the risk or safety that people want. This is where that color system comes into play. We put together a simple way that shows the benefits of red, yellow, green money. And like I said before, each color has its unique benefits and features. A properly colored asset allocation can help to provide people with the retirement they want.
0: Well, yeah, and I think that's really important. Now, how do you help people allocate their assets in order to help them achieve these retirement goals that we all have?
1: Yeah, well, no, no matter how challenged or successful someone's been financially, there's always un- unanswered questions or even concerns people are going to have. They'll They'll have questions like, how much risk should I have in my portfolio? How much safety do I need? How much is right? Now, retirement's a huge life event, so it really does need to be taken seriously, and I want people to understand what options are available to them to help them meet their goals. Again, that's why we sit down and do a plan. Every time I say this, I always back it up with, everyone's situation is a little different. We really pride ourselves on giving our clients the personalized service they deserve, which can really help determine the right amount of risk for them. Everyone's situation varies, but there are some concepts like the color of money that can help them understand the ways they want to achieve their goals. Like I said before, I've seen people come into me for the first time and they've got millions of dollars and they think they're kind of all set, but they really don't have a plan for it. And if they continue on the thought process they're on without an actual plan in place, once we do their planning with all the information we have, we see that their retirement plan is not going to work. Then I've, again, seen people come in with way less than that who, because of what they do or things that they've done prior to getting there, we find that by putting this plan together, the retirement is going to work. Now, it could be that that person that had millions of dollars had it way too risky and couldn't take the hits that volatility might have caused to to their portfolio, or it could also have been That they were positioned so safely that their money didn't have a chance to grow with their current lifestyle and their future lifestyle so we really have to consider each person's unique circumstances
0: can you tell us more about how we can determine what our own risk tolerance is
1: yeah i want to make sure listeners know that determining the amount of risk that is right for you Depends on your specific situation. I I know I've said that a lot today, but it can't be said enough. It starts by examining your particular financial position. There's, There's three questions that are good for you to ask yourself when determining the amount of risk you should take. The first would be, when do you want to retire? Because both your age and your timeline for meeting specific goals should be considered when evaluating your tolerance for risk. If you're young and you have a long time to meet your goals, you may have a higher risk tolerance than someone who is nearing retirement and counting on a steady investment income to last for many decades. Other factors that determine your ability for risk are your personality, life experiences, your current financial situation. A high risk tolerance, these people can tolerate the short-term volatility of riskier investments like stocks because of the superior long-term returns those investments typically provide. Medium risk tolerance, these investors typically have an even mix of investments that will likely grow in value, such as stocks, which provide higher risk, and bonds, which provide lower risk. And low risk tolerance, these investors are conservative and typically will put their money in lower risk investments that will provide a steady stream of income without the prospect of higher returns over time. Now, there's no one right risk tolerance. It's a very personal and internal thing. Most couples have very different risk tolerance amongst themselves. So even just two people who have been together for 50 years have different attitudes towards what money is and what it should be. So there's no right way to look at it. Really, when you're working with a professional, it's their job to not just help you uncover what your tolerance is, but how are you going to behave when certain things happen? Maybe you think you have a low risk tolerance, but then when you're, Assets are only generating so much income, you want to change your plan. That's, that's not a great path. You want to make sure you do a plan first so that you understand what the point of the growth, what the point of that to- risk tolerance and the point of the risk that you're carrying is. I find it's much better when people are working from a plan and much more likely that they achieve their goals because they understand the risks they're taking and they're less likely to make bad investor decisions. Right.
0: Right. And so that's really important. And I understand that figuring out our risk tolerance is something we all need to do. So what's another question we need to ask ourselves to help determine our risk tolerance?
1: Well, what are your financial goals at retirement? Your particular financial goal or that magic number will also play a big part in your ability to take on risk. For example, if the level of risk you're comfortable with manage your, manages your investments at a 4% return, and you need to realize an 8% turn, your income needs aren't going to be met when you need to rely on your investments for retirement income. You may need to look at other options that offer a higher growth potential. However, this could be coupled with the possibility of substantial losses. Now I do wanna add, those substantial losses are often made by investor behavior rather than investment behavior. If your plan's in place and you have certain things put together, quite often you don't realize those same substantial losses. Not everyone lost all their money in 2008. People who made certain decisions lost money in 2008. Right,
0: now we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you wanna add before we go?
1: Yeah, the last question. What's your ability to handle a financial loss? There's an emotional factor, there's a financial factor, And if you have questions about that last one, you can just call the office and I'd be more than happy to talk to you. Sure. Uh, I don't want anybody to forget that offer. You can take advantage of this Color of Money report. Call us, visit the website. We'll get you the download or we'll send you the forms to fill out. We'll run a personalized Color of Money report. We'll sit down, no cost, no obligation, complimentary initial consultation where we'll talk about that report and how that would affect what we need to do to put a comprehensive plan in place for you so that you have a great chance of achieving not just the life you want today but that life you want for the future so it's pretty easy you call 800-339-9252 or 203-454-5970 or visit the website at www.compass-ltd.com and we'll get that going for you
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Matt. And that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Matt Brunner from Compass. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities LLC and Comprehensive Planning
1: Associates LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.